Welcome to another episode of Daddy Darter Dishes. I am Kiara, and I'm here with my co-host. DJ Nelson, that's me. Who is my daddy. I am the daughter, he is the daddy. I'm the so, daddy. I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy. That's my baby boss. We are uh, the hosts of Daddy Daughter Dishes. If you're new here, we have pretty candid conversations just talking about life, growth, love, and whatever else comes to topic while we chat. And so That's today, the best part of it right there. Best part. Today marks, I mean, this episode is the third episode. This will be the third episode. Yeah. So we the are. The third official. official episode. Yeah. We not even, we not even new no more. We we old news, but we still relevant. And don't don't forget, we international in this small. We are international. We are international. <laughs> so let's kick it off, Dad. Mental health check. How how are you doing? How's your week been so far? Hmm. Let's see. I just came off of that trip that we alluded to, um, in the last episode. So. Me and a few other people went to a nice, beautiful cabin in North Georgia, in the North Georgia mountains. And when I tell you it was so peaceful and relaxing, uh, it was just fantastic. Like, yeah, I'm feeling really, really refreshed uh, this work week so far. I was off Monday, not for President's Day because, you know, well, we talked about that too last time. We don't get those kind of holidays working out on the right of way. So we have to take what we want. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really, really well. Um, ready to get this. I've been excited about doing another episode. Uh, you know, I was on you about let's go weekly. You know, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm, I get so amped up when I think about doing this podcast with you because I'm having so much fun. Doing it. I know, and right? He's ready hope. to talk y'all ear off, y'all. If y'all want weekly episodes, we will deliver weekly episodes. Hey. I am very, I'm, I'm more than open to delivering weekly episodes. Yeah, so you know, but you, you talk me. You said, hold on, hold your mule, player. Hold your mule. Hold your mule. We gonna, we gonna ease into it. We gotta see if that's what the people want first. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you got any opinions, if you got my number. You got her number, hit us up on the comments or something. Just say, hey, yeah, y'all go weekly. We want more. So, and we strive to give the people what they want. Yes, indeed. But yes, we will. I, I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. So I actually had a really good, well, I had a really good moment today that like made my day a really good day, you know, and like you have just an average day, but then you have a moment that's like, oh, I'm like, that really was the highlight of my day. So I, made, I made a friend at work. <laughs> you made a friend at work. Yeah, it's a, it's a lady. It's a girl. Um, did I tell you the lunchbox story? Uh-uh, no. Okay, so let if me. If you did, I don't remember. You know I'm getting right, old now. You might have told me, me and I might be done forgot. So you, let you me know how that goes. the audience. I don't think I did because I think I only told a few people. Um, so at work, I had took my lunch to work one day and I had I keep a snack in there too. So like I snack around like two or three o'clock. So around two or three o'clock, I went to the fridge 
to get to the, to the work fridge to get my lunchbox. Lunchbox gone. Uh-oh. I what the? What in Sam Hill? Sam Hill? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I was, I literally, I went to my car. I went to my desk. I went to my coworker's desk. I was like, where did I put my lunchbox? And she was like, you put it back in the fridge because you got like some stuff in there. I was like, I thought so, right? So somebody was like, maybe you left it at home. And I was like, I ate lunch from my lunchbox today. So no, I did not leave it at home. And so I was like, okay. You know, I've heard that we sometimes have lunch bandits. So maybe I have just fallen victim to the lunch bandit scandal. I was going to be okay with that. I was like, I'm going to give them three days before I say anything. Because I was like, if somebody did take it, it was probably purely accident. They'll return it. Next day comes, no lunchbox. No lunchbox. I'm like, okay, all right. Lunchbox bandit, where you at? Swiper. (laughs) Day after that, I'm getting on the elevator. This girl gets on the elevator with me. And so she got on after me. So she's standing in front of me. And I'm looking down. And I you see, see lunchbox. my lunchbox. <laughs> I ain't say nothing though. So I'm looking down. Because it's a, it's a regular lunchbox. It's like just gray. Right. It, it's just standard. So I ain't say nothing. But I did go sit in the kitchen where you can, where I can see the, 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 the refrigerator. Straight uh-huh. beeline for the fridge. Right. So I'm sitting there. You investigate now, CSI. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to see try to see if this abandoned or is this an accident. CSI so North I'm, Carolina. <laughs> yes. So you know, law and order uh aligned. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I see her. First of all, she's dressed awesomely. Like I complimented her outfit while we were on the elevator. And that's when I looked down and I was like, mm, This heifer. Look, look, she 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 runs towards the fridge and I see her put in like a post-it note on the she lunchbox. Trying, she trying to cover her tracks. <laughs> and I said, I screamed from the other side. I said, hey, hey <laughs> is that your lunchbox? And she was like, no. And I was like, it's mine. And she was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and she, I was like, girl, it's all good. Especially once I saw she was she was black. I was like, don't even worry about it. Happens to the best of us. And so she was apologizing. She was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I have the same lunchbox. I was like, it's all good. So that was about a month or two ago. Uh, so today we ended up sitting and just talking for 45 minutes. We, uh, more like an hour. We put time on each other's calendars because I, Let's face it. I stopped her LinkedIn. Um, not stopped. I investigated her LinkedIn because I'd seen her before. And so I was like, oh, we do like the same stuff. Like she does employee branding. I do branding with the marketing team. And on the side, she had like a, a event equipment rental business with a bounce house. And I do the mm. photo booth. And so I was like. Shout out to Lensational. Shout out to Lensational. We're going to have some episodes sponsored by Lensational. Mm. So. I get to stalk and my wheels get to turn. I'm like, oh my gosh, we are very similar. Like we need to hang out. And you know, right. it's hard to make friends as adults. So I pinged her and I was like, hey girl. Hey girl, hey girl. <laughs> hey girl, hey girl. So you want to do lunch sometime? And she's like, oh my God, yes. I'll put some time on your calendar. So fast forward to the day. We had just the best conversation. Like 
you know when you start talking to somebody and you just click and you're like, man, this is good. This isn't forced. It's not awkward. I was really nervous going into the like meeting with her because I was like, this is somebody that I actually really want to be friends with. So I don't want to like be too weird or show too much of myself. But I ended up doing that anyways. But she loved it. So like we we talked, we had very similar interests um very similar vibes you could just tell and she's very open to just you know pursuing this friendship with me and it's I was organic. like are we yeah I was like are we friends I was like now we have a cool origin story to tell people like, yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, you stole she my damn lunchbox went from bandit to bestie <laughs> <laughs> but nah so that was cool shout out to Brittany I know What's she's up, listening how you doing she just told me about the podcast. She just saw something about the podcast. So she was telling me she's a daddy's girl. So all that to say, I had a good day because of that moment. Um, I was really tired, but that moment really was a highlight of my day. And that's, that's outside great. of that, outside of that, like I've had a pretty, pretty chill week. Can't complain. I can't recall anything too special I did. So I must just be chilling. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was you know, thinking about, you know, outside of the trip, the trip was amazing. Uh, Monday, I was so tired, like, uh, drove back. We had a late night, Sunday night, got up, checked out of the cabin, and I drove from George, from where we were to Memphis, because Pud and Kim rode with us. And, um, yeah, I was exhausted. Took a nap. Woke up way later than I was expecting to because I had to get back to work Tuesday. And I ended up being late to work yesterday and they's giving me a hard time. But I told them, shit, I was tired. So it is what it is. Um, Yeah. So outside of that, there ain't been a whole lot going on uh, since the last episode. I don't think, you know, we talked about mom's birthday. We talked about Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, I did get some Sherry's berries, though. Like what I said, they were, were delicious. delicious. You tell her you shouted us out, shouted her out on the podcast. Who Sherry's berries? Yeah. No. Is it like a brand? It's not like yeah. a small business. You ain't uh-uh. no Sherry's berries, man. Girl, I, if I have, I don't, I don't recognize the name. I might look it up and see it. Yeah, you have to look it up. Look, Sherry Berries, wherever you at. Sherry's Berries. <laughs> She's all over. She's international, too. She's international, just like this podcast. We have something in common. Sponsor yeah. us. And she's, I shouldn't say she's delicious, but the strawberries are delicious. <laughs> yeah, don't say that, dude. <laughs> moving on. <'Cause... laughs> yeah, so moving on. Uh, last week. <laughs> last week. Was that last week? Where we talked about, well, not last week, last episode or the episode before that, um, you shared pretty much like some things about like how Pinky communicated with you all um, as siblings when it came to her sickness and how a lot of families don't have those conversations. So I thought it would be kind of cool to follow up on that and kind of just talk about like hard conversations that we've had in life either together or personally or like just how you how you navigate tough conversations um and like why they're important because they are 
the hardest thing to do, but afterwards they feel amazing. And it's, it's funny you bring this topic up because I can definitely tell you how I used to move when a hard conversation had to take place. And it's something that I, I when I read this in, in um, the book. Darren Greatly. And Darren Greatly, it's, it said men have a tendency to do two things when they're not equipped to have hard conversations. One is act out in anger. And two is to shut down completely. You did. And I know I'm not really an anger. I don't think I am. Nah, like I'm not you, an angry person. Frustration, but, but not not you. Don't, you ain't punching holes in walls. I have had a tendency to just shut down completely, or or I would uh, play the conversation out in my head. You know, have the whole conversation going on and not even entertaining because I already know what's going to happen, what's going to be said. And that was not very healthy. That's not a very healthy way of, of doing things. What I yeah, learned. That, uh, that is not healthy. No, at all. Um, and we all know when you have to have a tough conversation with somebody, it, it brings up anxiety in you. You know, you get nervous, you get sweaty because you, you, you just be, you be foreshadowing what's going to happen or what's going to be said. You think, well, if they say this, then I'm going to say this. Then or, what I'm going to say back. Right. If they react like this, then what I'm going to do and blah, blah, this. And, and, you know, we all have done that, I'm sure. I know I have. I um, absolutely have. I do it a lot. I have to talk myself out of it sometimes. Yeah, but the way I've learned through, you know, through therapy and engaging with other people is like, the best thing you can do is to have that conversation head on right. because right. like you just said, like it's, it's difficult. It's challenging to get it, to do it. And, but once it's like those wildebeest, when they making that great migration, they get to that river with all them damn alligators waiting to eat them. You know, they just waiting on that one, that first one to go. And once that one goes, they like, I don't give a damn if I get eaten or not. I'm going like, it's time to move. So it's just like those conversations, you know, once you take that step and just start it, if the other person is engaging you in the same manner, reciprocating that energy and y'all having that conversation, you feel so much better after the conversation is done. Um, and you look, and when you, the, the crazy part for me is when you look back and you're like, why in the hell was I hesitant on even doing that in the first place? It was challenging, but it wasn't that difficult. Like it's just, it's just be amazing on how you can look back and be like, if that wasn't that difficult, that was but such a small thing to be overworked about. Yeah. That can, those conversations and knowing that you need to have them can make Well, they make me physically ill. Like I am the type to throw up. I would throw up before, uh, I have to really uh, motivate myself to have the conversation. Like, mm. if I'm bringing something up, it's probably been on my mind the past week, and I oh. have been processing how I'm going to say it. Because my thing is, I'm a very reciprocating conversation kind of person. So if I start bringing something up, 
And if a face is made, any sort of indication that that person might not be happy with what I'm saying, I shut down. I'm you like, okay, down. you you don't hear me. When it when in reality, they might just be that might be their listening face. Right. But because I see it as like like an eyebrow raise or just a straight face, like CJ does, he does straight faces. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> what is he thinking? <laughs> what is he thinking? What is he thinking? What is, I should stop. <laughs> but I just have to keep pushing through. And one thing I always do when I'm having tough conversations, because most times it's me standing up for myself, really. And so or vocalizing how I felt about something that I that I either want to change how that happens in the future or I just need to let it be known that I wasn't feeling that interaction. So. One day me and CJ have come to do, I'll text him. Um, like we could be sitting in the same room, but if the mm-hmm. energy is off and if I'm not feeling it, he'll text me and he'll be like, everything okay? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so eventually we'll start. Eventually I'll get to a point where I can be vocal and speak about it. But it's just like the entry of oh, getting yeah. to that conversation because one, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want anybody, especially in those conversations, I don't want to ever place blame on anybody. I'm like, this is how I feel. I'm like, I felt like this because you did this. I know that might not have been your intentions, but I really want, when I have those conversations, I have them so that our relationship can progress. Not so that I can say, yeah, I told you, you know, right. like it's never, it's never a dominating uh, scenario. It's more just like, I value our relationship. Therefore, I'm going to tell you this so that we can move forward. At, and at the end of the day, um, when you're having those healthy conversations, you're not just verbally spewing on somebody, blaming them for this or that, or you know, avoiding accountability. Your your main goal is basically to get clarity. You're trying to get clarity with that person because, like you said, you value that relationship, and you don't want that whatever is the issue at that time to, to impede that relationship's growth. You want to be able to, Hey, let's, let's talk about this. Let's, let's get through this moment because, you know, if we sit down and we calculate our goods and our bads, our goods definitely outweigh our bads bads. so much. So let's, let's not allow this one little hiccup to, to ruin what I feel, what we feel is something special. So let's, you know, let's dig in, get to the core, get to the point, make each other feel <clears throat> like we're being heard, um, and 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 move forward accordingly. Like it, it's 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 very simple when you talk about it, but like we both stated, you know, it's very difficult. It has been for us to, at least, and I'm sure it is for others to engage in those difficult conversations. But yeah, they can absolutely. be done and they are necessary. Mm-hmm. You, you, they need to be had. Um, it's like going to the doctor to get a shot. Like, you don't want to, but after you get it, you're like, mm, that wasn't that bad. And I'm protecting myself for the future. So, okay, I'll take it. Give me a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so what that you, you kind of talked about how you used to react or have those tough conversations is there any sort of situation that stands that you remember most that you like man I did not handle that the way I should have it can be you know relationship based work 
what family, whatever. I know I have quite a few that I'm like, I could have did a little bit better. Um, there's been, I mean, there's been several occasions, um, where, like, within my relationship with your mom, I would be coming well, on the times that I did have a job where I was coming home every day and we needed to have a tough conversation. Like I wouldn't, like I say, I would most of the times the job site where I show up for work would be at least an hour drive from the house. So by the time I get off work, you know, you wind down a little bit, then you start thinking about stuff as you're driving home. Mm, you and had a whole conversation in that's your That's what head. I'm saying. Exactly. Oh, like man. I done had, That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I done, I done said what, I done walked through the door. This is why I'm driving. I done walked through the door, greeted everybody, ate dinner. You know, now I'm having this conversation with her, like whatever the issue may be. Like, um, and she's, and I'm saying what she's going to say in my head. All the way, 45 minute drive. I'm fuck, I haven't got all the way through this conversation. By the time I get to the house, it's like, man, I already know. I ain't no need even talking about that. I already know what's you being come, said. You come ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, because that's another thing that's messed up about it. If you plan it in your head, it's in your head. So it's gonna it's gonna ultimately play out in your favor. So that's what makes playing it over in your head or playing it out in your head so jacked up. Like, you cannot do that. That's not fair. You're not being fair to yourself. You're not being fair to that other person. And you're not being fair. You're not valuing the relationship that you have with that person. So you have to you have to avoid that at all costs. Like, like you said earlier, if you value that relationship, you know, you have to have those conversations. Yeah, they're, they're, they're essential. And they, they, often, they often provide... Um, water for that relationship to grow. Like it helps that relationship blossom into something more because a lot of times when you do have that conversation, it leads to something else that's positive or several other things that end up being positive things. And then you just be like, man, just last week we were at that space and we got through that and look where we are now. We got several other things to deal with and that are positive and healthy for us going forward. So yeah, man, it's, 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 it's just, it's just a good thing to engage in having those yeah. tough it's conversations. It's like a storm and then the storm brings, you know, water to the flowers and stuff. And then a few weeks later, you're like, oh, look at all these pretty flowers. Where did this come from? That storm we had a few weeks Absolutely. back. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, yeah. Yeah. That's always how I like to think of it because I'm like, now I've gotten to the point where I try not to think so much about the conversation more than the after. So I'm mm. like, where do I want us to be after this? Like, mm. and that's when I'm bringing the conversation forward. So we've been speaking from, you know, bringing the conversation to the table. How do you feel when the conversation is served to you on a platter and you are caught either not, maybe probably not caught off guard because chances are if somebody's bringing a tough conversation, you probably can feel the vibes coming, but how you feel when they bring that up and you're like, Oh, I gotta, we, we talking about this right now. <laughs> wait hey, a minute, wait a minute. What that does, that, that forces you to fall back a minute. If Again, we got to preface this by saying, if you value that relationship with that person and you want it to grow, 
Like you, when somebody brings it to you or I call it calling you on your shit, you gotta be, you gotta fall back and you gotta be like, hold up. Like, damn, did I do that? Am I doing that? Cause the first thing instinctively you get defensive. You want to get defensive. I ain't do that. You know, that wasn't me. Or you could try to come up with some explanation as to why you did what you did. But you have to take a moment. You almost have, I know me, I should say me. I shouldn't talk about, you know, what others do. But I have gotten to the point where, you know, I try to stop myself, check my emotions, sometimes step out, feel like I'm stepping out of my body and just looking at it from a, try to look at it from a different perspective and be like, you know what? There's, there's a lot of validity to what's being said to me. I have to eat that. Sometimes you got to, man, you have to check yourself and be like, man, that, that's some messed up behavior. And I have to I have to do some things differently going forward. And uh, that's not always easy to do. It's, it's definitely not. It's, it takes some work. Look, I got you. What you just said just brought like a funny memory, kind of like a tough conversation. It's it's not super bad, but it's not bad. But uh, me and CJ had went to his sister's party on his sister's birthday parties. And we, of course, were like there were drinks. So me, you know, social drinker I am, I drink and I'm pretty good with the liquor. Like, well, before I was on my meds, my antidepressants, mm-hmm. I was real good with the liquor. I could, I could be drunk. You wouldn't even know what. But Lord have mercy. Man, them antidepressants, bruh, made me the lightweight. <laughs> and I did not know this. Okay, I had an experience where I knew this before, but I didn't, I thought it had passed. New Year's Eve, I had not this year, but last year, I had blacked out. Not even like I was we was here at home. Like me and CJ was just watching TV and we was having like some Jack and Cokes. And Ooh. and next thing I know, I was sick. And I'm like, that don't even that ain't whose body is this? Right. This ain't my body. I right. had like two drinks. Who, Why am I like this? this person? Right. Who was you? <laughs> and so fast forward to the party. I did not get crazy drunk. I was not belligerent, but I was, you know how we get when get a little bit louder than everybody else. Right. Get a little bit, just a little bit where everybody else is, we are just one or two notches above it. And so that's how I was. And so on the drive home, and I thought, I was like, I had a good time. Like, we had a good time. Me and the girls was talking. Like, we had a good old time. Me and Kayla friends have a good old time. It's like, when we go do this again? So we're driving home. CJ's driving, of course. And he's like, it's the energy's off. I'm like, I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) But I ain't say nothing. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I said, are you mad at me? He was like, no, but then he was like, but I do want you to like, be more mindful of like, what you like, how much you drink and stuff. And like you said, I got defensive real quick. Cause I was like, I remember, I drink you, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Cause I was texting you at the same time. Cause I'm like, I know, I, I know I messed up somehow, but I really did not drink that much. So I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking, trying to figure out why was I appearing like that? So after he said, he was like, yeah, he was like, you repeated yourself a few times. Like, you know, we hear you after a while. And he's like, you, you know, you keep saying the same stuff. And I was like, Ooh, that dude Mm -hmm. sound like a drunk person. Yeah. So I was like, 
okay. I was like, well, if you think that, then I texted sisters because I was like, I hope I didn't ruin, you know, like anything or mess anything up. So I texted him. I was like, hey, if I was doing a little too much, I'm so sorry. And they both was like, no, <laughs> you weren't doing anything. And Carol was like, I mean, you repeated yourself a few times, but like, that's all good. Because I kept telling her what gift I wanted to give her. I was like, I wanted to get you this card because it had afros on it and it was cute. But we got you a sunflower instead because you're a sunflower to us. That's what oh, I basically kept saying that. Yeah. So I just want her to know I had two cards in mind for her. <laughs> and so she was like, you can't repeat yourself, but it's okay. And so after they said I hadn't really disrupted anything, I was like, I kind of had kind of, I was like, yeah, well, sassy, yes. didn't you? <laughs> yeah you got sassy I didn't get super sassy but I was like okay what you're saying that's how you perceived it but I just asked two other people and they I, they were honest I was like if 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 I was being belligerent I know Kayla would have shut me down first of all because that's right. it. but I know Carol would have been like oh it's okay but they were both like nah you were straight like they've seen me at my bachelorette party anyways fast forward me and CJ, I was crying because I was like, I'm sorry. I made you mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so we get home. And then the next day when minds are clear, we end up having a pretty good conversation, actually, where it got to the point where I realized, oh, it is my medicine. Like, because I was thinking all night, how much did I drink? I was like, I know I had this, this and this, but that's it was like nothing. It was like the little spritzer things. I'm like, that was nothing. And so I was like, okay, I'm thinking it was probably my medicine, one. And two, I was like, you say I repeated myself, but I don't remember repeating myself. So I was like, chances are I was probably trying to be heard. Like right. I probably felt like nobody had said anything the first time and I wanted to make sure people heard me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and that's something I could totally, you know, be more mindful of in the future because the last thing I want is for him to be like, here she go. I got to babysit her. <laughs> and so- that was a tough, a tough conversation that we've had that was like, that was brought to the table to me where yeah. I was like, and I could have reacted better the first time because I was, he was telling me and I'm like, why are you acting like, like we've been a buzz killed. <laughs> you know, in the movies where they like bring the drunk girl out of the club and she's like, you're ruining my, yes. my buzz. That was like me, but not belligerent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that was a conversation to be had. So like, even now, like, I don't drink as much, but, like, if we do go somewhere, I am a bit more mindful. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Tough conversations, man. I've, I've, um, I've been engaged in a few here lately, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I ain't ready to share them with everybody just yet. That's uh, all good. You take it and I, take um, it and you deliver it when you're ready. Yeah, and it's been some some different stuff for me because it's things that I'm not used to, but I've never really ever backed away from a challenge. And with my new uh, way of dealing with things, uh, I'm, I'm actually starting to use some of these tools in, in engaging in those conversations. One thing about me, I, I have realized this, when I, when I start talking, like... I'm, 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 I'm in like, and I might, I might, I have a tendency to say stuff that, um, feels like I'm attacking the other person. 
which is not my intent at all. It's just that when I when I do cross make that step, I become a, I become passionate about what I'm saying and how yeah. I feel. And like and you, you don't said, beat around the bush. You're very no, direct. Um, I try to be very direct, so there's no no gray area in in how the message that's being that I'm putting out there. Like, and sometimes that's hard for others to take. But you know, if 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 I make someone feel like I'm attacking them or I'm using words that that don't really apply to them, I don't have an issue going back in you know, in, in, in making changes to where they're not feeling that way, because that's the last thing you want to do when you do engage in these conversations is make somebody feel worse than they probably already do. That's not yep. the intent. Especially like we, like we keep saying, if you're trying to preserve the relationship for real, like, right. cause some people do go into those conversations. Like I'm going to bring you down. Like I'm going to throw all these daggers. Right, and they want to leave feeling like they victorious, and leave you feeling like shit. like shit. Yeah, and it's like, okay, what well, you just drug me through the dirt, man. That kind of hurt. But if they doing that, they don't care. They don't care yeah. how you feel. They only they're only concerned about how they feel and what. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's you know um, a theme of t- tough conversations that. I have come to kind of encounter over the past few years is boundaries. Oh, those, yeah, I know about boundaries. I, look, I'm sitting here with my book, uh, the book of boundaries, set the limits that will set you free by Melissa Urban. Me okay. and Kara read this in our book club last year, I think December, but I reread it recently. And one thing that really stood out to me was, the fact that she was like, the uh, Melissa was like, boundaries are often seen as like a bad thing. You feel like they're bad, but you're only looking out for you. Like when you set these boundaries, you're allowing yourself to have more control over the situation, you know, like you're not allowing people to just be in your bubble because at the end of the day, it's you. It's you. So setting those boundaries, setting boundaries is not you being mean. Setting boundaries is you making space for yourself and also allowing other people to know like how far you are willing to, you know, have them in you, in your space. Yeah. And that, that, that is spoke about like relation, like husband and wife, it spoke friends, it spoke work, it spoke um, in-laws, it spoke so much to the point where I was like, this I needed this like this book is so good because I mean there have been times where I was I've either left a situation like I probably should have enforced those boundaries a little harder or set them in the first place because I am a I am a softy for the most part so I do tend to sometimes get walked all over you know my you get you get that from your daddy yeah (laughs) you get that from your daddy I I think it's a combination of both sometimes (laughs) And I know, like, you start talking about boundaries, like, it's weird because before I got into on this, on the path of becoming a better version of myself, I didn't know what a boundary was as as far as, as it pertains to, you know, you protecting you. And when I did start uh, understanding or got introduced to what boundaries were and how to set boundaries and how to how to do all of that stuff. 
you know, it made me reflect back onto my upbringing because now I'm in this mode of I'm protecting me. Um, you know, everything is like centered around me and me being the best version of me, being the best in the best health, mentally, physically, spiritually, all of that. But growing up, we were taught that, you know, when you focus on yourself like that, that's being selfish. And I, I, I'll be honest, in the beginning, there was some conflict going on within me. I'm like, man, am I being selfish? Like, and then it, it, you just have to keep putting in that work and peeling back layers. And then you realize, you know what? You cannot, that's not being selfish. There are some people out there that are selfish and they have selfish ways. But when you make a concerted effort to set boundaries for yourself and how you're going to, what you're going to allow yourself to do and not do. And then you expand to set boundaries for different relationships because each one of the individual relationships you have with people, they all have, your boundaries are different. There are different levels to it. And boy, when you, but when you start enforcing those hey, setting is one thing, enforcing is a whole nother. That I'm still, I'm still, I'm still like, I'm very raw in that area. I am bad at it. I will say, I'm not I'm real. So cons- I'm not real consistent with it, but I have made some major steps in in uh, setting. No one setting them for myself, and you know, setting them and enforcing them with other people, like. And when I did that, <clears throat> you notice some some happens. Like people start falling off. You start you, then you be like, "What? What did I do other than <clears throat> basically Look stand up for, for myself. myself?" That mm-hmm. made this person now that they don't want to be in. You know, they don't want to engage with me anymore. Like then they be like, "You changed." You be like, "I absolutely did." I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing what I used to do anymore. I'm not allowing you to do what I used to allow you to do with, to me. I'm not allowing that to disrupt my life anymore. Yeah, I have changed and I'm changing for the better, you know? And it's, it's, it's a, man, it's a constant work in progress. Yeah, And it's, I see why it's called a journey because it's never ending. Journey's never, never ending. ending. You think you far and then you get in a situation and you're like, man, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the definition of leveling up, though. Like when you get to it's just like working out like you you can get work out and get to a certain point. You look in the mirror, you just be like, well, I made a little progress. But then you start working out more and it's like you don't your muscles plateau, I guess is what they call it. That means you got to step it up a notch. So you gotta, you know, you gotta level up what you're doing in your workout. And well, I think ten it's pound weights don't work like don't they work used like to. You gotta level up to fifteen, right? Twelve point five. So yeah, I think that's the version. When you get to that point where you, when you do look back and you're like, man, I, that was cool. It's that's like a uh, a stepping stone. So then you look forward. You're like, well, shit. Now I gotta deal with this, but I could use what I used back there. I build on that and that's going to help me get to there because I'm going to learn some more stuff as I go, you know, go through that. So, yeah, man, it's it's an exciting it's an exciting thing to be engaged in for me. Yeah. And it's it's so freeing, too, because when you set in those boundaries, you're allowing yourself like peace. 
Yes. Like it can be so I when I when I think of boundaries and conversations I've had in the past, for me a lot of times it's over committing myself or like people knowing I'm the go to. And so it, everybody's coming to me as their go to at once and I'm like, ooh, mm. you know, this is not I can't in order for me to perform at my best level, I can't be pouring into everybody at once. Like that's not it, it it's not gonna work for any of us. And so like when I when I go to set those boundaries, because like we keep saying they're very hard. I'll use one example. Um so like this is a common one people for listeners might relate to. Uh you know when you grow up you become like a teenager and stuff and your parents they kind of shift from like parent to like friend almost not completely, but the, there's a more friendly aspect to it as you get older. And so with that sometimes comes like oversharing and some people it happen. It happens to them when they're younger too. Um, uh, making them grow up too fast is that they're exposed to a lot of adult situations that they should not, you know, like I shouldn't, know that <laughs> like I am 13 I right. should not know what you're talking about right now but I do I shouldn't right. have the tea at 13 right. and so that's something that I'm definitely like unpacking in therapy but one of those boundaries now is like as a grown-up I still have to maneuver conversations with you and mom where I'm like okay this is me speaking to you as your child and then this is me speaking to you as like we cool like, and a lot of times I sometimes am on this side and I have to direct the conversation like, okay, this is stepping into, you know, a boundary that I've said that we need to pull it back a little bit because I'm, this isn't, just because I'm older don't mean I'm, I'm ready for this. Like, I don't want to be exposed to this. It's not, not my business. I should not know this. And so that one is really hard to enforce, especially when, like you said, upbringing we didn't have clear boundaries. Like, I, I don't even think like Nelson didn't have boundaries. We, like, didn't, we had no idea what they what what it meant. Like the door unlocked. Here come so and so pulling up, and they coming through the door. Ain't yeah. no, I'm on my way. Nope. Ain't no, ain't none of that. We we having a gathering. All these people pulling up. Hey, what's up? Ain't no, you wasn't invited. None of that. Like, and that's something that I feel delayed in my progress, honestly, because. Like, you know, families have boundaries sometimes. Like They should. When I go to, yeah, they should. When I go to CJ's parents' house and his uncle comes over, like, his mom is always like, yeah, Uncle DT finna come over. And, like, you know, he's safe and stop by, like, 30 minutes. And it's like, oh, so we can expect him to come. Like, it's little stuff like that where I'm like, you know, Uncle Bob probably would have just opened the door and came in. Like, we wouldn't even know he was coming. We might not even be at home. But he gonna try and open that door. And so... Like I said, I feel kind of delayed in my boundary process. I feel like a kid, like trying to set boundaries. I'm like, am I, am I, is it too late for me? <laughs> like, it, it, is it too late? But it's never too late. This, it's never this too book late. Has absolutely taught me that it's never too late. What kind of uh, boundaries have you set that were like necessary for you? Whether it's like at work, something that you were like, man, I got to, I got to talk about this. I got to say something or else it's not going to change. Like I need this to happen. So at work, well, I'll go with something at work. Um, 
we kind of talked about that incident that happened. And after that, um, well, before that, we would have like safety discussions or there would be an open topic for guys to speak about something safety oriented, if they had any suggestions or anything. And I would never engage. Yeah, I would I would never any, say anything because I was nervous about sounding stupid or sounding like what I said didn't matter. But after that, I made I make it a point every time I go to a job and there's a, a discussion about safety or something. I, I try to find something every day to speak on that will encourage you don't necessarily want to come across as your, um, especially out here. You don't want to be like ratting nobody out because it's a brotherhood, and and at the end of the day, we we have to look out for each other, and that's one of them things that <clears throat> everybody don't look like me working in this field. There, I mean, I'm not. I've been out doing this for almost 15 years, and I probably can, I probably can count on both of my hands how many guys I've actually seen that look like me, let alone work with. Like me and Jamel was talking about this last week, I think. Like this is the first time that I've been on a crew with a, another black dude. Like it's in it and I've me and him been rolling for the last two years together. And it's been pretty awesome. But <clears throat> back to the uh I I said I made it a point. I, I don't know if that's really setting a boundary or if it's just making a point to speak up when it needs something needs to be said, especially when it comes to safety. Uh, because yeah. out here, if if you don't say something when you something don't look right, that could mean somebody's life. So, you know, we make it a point to try to speak up on things like that. I guess my boundary is to do away with the silence. There is no silence. So I'm going to speak up. That's a personal boundary. So that's yeah. a good one. That's you said work. I after I read this book, one of my things, I was like, I'm gonna put it to the test. I don't know how yet, but I'm gonna do it. And sure enough, a work situation comes around where um I am given I have a lot of projects on my plate and I am given or I'm I'm asked to take over like three more projects. And I'm like I know I can't, I, I'm like, I can do this, but it's going to be really straining mentally. And so I was, I literally now, this is how I respond to people where I'm like, if you want me to handle this task and fulfill it properly, then I can't, like these other tasks will need to be reprioritized because I can't put everything first. And so I'm always like, would you rather me deprioritize this and not get this done today? Or would you rather, you know, shift some stuff around? Right. And that usually results in that I'll get somebody else to do it. <laughs> and the first time I did it to my manager, I was like, oh, like <laughs> I was working from home. I was like, she could have fired me. <laughs> but she was like, she's like, oh, no, like focus on like whatever you're focusing on. Because sometimes your boundaries, they're a big deal to you. But like sometimes like. People who Even, have boundaries respect boundaries. Right. And so it's not like a, well, you should do this anyways, because that's what I expect you to do. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Do what you need to do. We'll circle back. I'll, you know, find another solution. 
But just that in itself has been so helpful because there would be times where I would have like 12 projects on my plate that I need to finish by the end of the week. And for context, like I only do like four or five Mm -hmm. and that is overwhelming. Oh yeah. I'm sure it can be. Yeah. That's tough. It's funny. You, um, we brought both brought up work and and I kind of jumping off subject, but you know, we, we talked about the job interview I had last week. Yes. We <laughs> <weeks ago. laughs> breaking news. Breaking Not news. so breaking. We have breaking news. Breaking With, news. We have correspondent Benjamin Nelson on the scene in Evansville. Benjamin, what do you have for us today? Live from Evansville. It's raining outside. Live on location. The wind is blowing. But no, we had, I had that I'm job. I'm standing in here <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> Jim Cantori. <laughs> but no, I had the, the job interview. Um, it went, the job interview went well. Hey, I knocked it out the park, according to the, the people who sat in on it. Yeah. Barry Bonds. Yeah. So, and then they, they uh, called me a few days later and formally offered me the job and, has to be expected, you know, there was going to be a little bit of a pay cut involved. And, you know, I was willing to forego that because there was talk of stock options, uh, being able to grow with the company. So I was I wasn't really too concerned about, you know, the little bit of pay cut. My as I sat and pondered on the job, um, my retirement and my uh, health insurance down the line, you know, came into play because as I stand now working out of my local, I'm a union man, IBEW, I told y'all, local 702. Um, After so many years of service, you know, I qualify for post-retirement insurance at 100% for the rest of my life. I mean, people, you just don't get that anywhere at any job. So that was huge. Um, I have a, a pension plan going on where a nice chunk of every dollar I make goes into my re- my pension. And, you know, that was something to take into consideration. I mean, they had a 401k with a 6% match, but that's all. Some of that is out of pocket. And currently none of what I paid into my pension is out of pocket. So, you know, those things, I'm getting older. I'm not getting younger. Those things are very, very important. And at the end of the day, to make a long story short, they wasn't really wanting to work with me, even though I had it on good from a good source that they could if they wanted to, uh, but they chose not to. And I just told them, you know, uh, respectfully, I appreciate the opportunity, but I, I passed up on it. They came back with a, a bump up in the pay and a signing bonus, and but it wasn't enough to overcome that. So, you know, at the end of the day, I said, it was a great to the process was a great experience because like I say I hadn't done an interview for quite some time, especially for a, a job, not the way we work. But uh but yeah, I turned it down with maybe something else to come up in the future. And maybe I'll retire as a lineman. Who knows? I, I enjoy being a lineman. I ain't can't sit here and tell you I love it, but I do enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. It pays the bills. It pays it the bills. In Keeps healthy. me active, keeps <laughs> yes. me moving, keeps 
Keeps yes. me alert. Keeps the old. You gotta keep up. Gotta keep up with the youth because you were. Yeah. No, I ain't got to keep up with their asses. Mm -hmm. um, you you just tell them. You say, go on, do your business. <laughs> Show them a few times and turn them loose. <laughs> no. So how? How like I know what well, you know what we talked about behind the scenes, but how tough was that for you? Like was that was a tough conversation with yourself? Was the back and forth? You know, I'm gonna take a, I want this job. I'm gonna take a salary cut, and then I was kind of like the tunnel vision, and then realizing, oh, you know, long term, this might not be the best solution. So how how was dealing with that? Because like. Like in the last episode, you definitely had a lot of passion for the opportunity. And when we talked, like the way you called me, like you had just let me down. And I'm like, nah, man, you do what you got to do. But yeah, how how was that internal tough conversation? Like, man, should I, which which direction should I go? Hey, man, it was tough. Like, cause for me, because I call my, I try to be considerate. I, You know, somebody offer you a, a position making six figures. You know, to the average person, you, you don't jump on that shit. Like, you know, you don't pay me a hundred and some odd thousand dollars. It's like, so I'm like, yeah, I was like, okay, that's that's cool. But so I ended up, I didn't have all the answers, and I didn't pretend to have all the answers. I had a couple conversations with uh, a couple coworkers. Uh, I had a conversation with my GF, and I ended up calling calling my business manager at my local to get his idea. Cause I mean, he negotiates contracts for the, for our local. So who better to call and with this situation and he, man, he put some shit on my head, which I, I kind of knew, but to hear it from him and the way he put it. And it was just after I talked to him, I was like, this is why I called you because you know, I don't, I don't have the answers and I don't have the, the references to put with the answers that you provide. So I appreciate you taking my call. You know, real quick, that says a lot about you humility wise, because some people would absolutely be like, you know, they, you know, I'm not calling them. Like, I don't need to know what they're talking about. I, I know all the answers. I'm going to take the job off because I know what's best for me. Yeah. But to put, put your pride aside and be like, you know, I am a little vulnerable right now. I need a little assistance. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. I need I need a sound for like growth. I need like a light bulb. Ding. <laughs> Every time you say something, I'm gonna say ding. <laughs> but yeah, his 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 insight. And I'm gonna tell you, I I know I've, you guys have heard his name mentioned several times. Jamel. Jamel. The boy, the the man is a godsend from has been a godsend for me from working with him for the last couple of years to like, we like we tied together at the hip right now. Like um, he has, he has done some amazing things. I watch him work. Now he is a guy that loves line work. He, he loves it. He tells me all the time. He's man, I dream about this shit in my sleep. I'm like, you a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dreaming about a lot you. of stuff, but building power lines. You dreaming about power line. <laughs> but that's my dude, man. Like he, he is a. Uh, and he just, you know, the, you know, they say I've heard people describe being a professional as something is taking something that looks that's extremely hard to do and making it look easy to the average person. And when I tell you that this man 
to watch him go study something and then come back with a plan. And he, he puts it on me to make sure that the plan is executed the way we want it to be executed. When I tell you this shit flow like a river sometimes. When is his birthday? Uh, I think it's in July. I think it's in July. Let me find out Jamela Virgo. Because that sounds very much like what you just said, how he takes it, plans it out, and brings it back to put it on you and make sure you follow through. That's literally how my mind works. And at work, people be like my manager, she... She she is amazed. Literally, she pulled for an event we had a few months ago, biggest sales event of our year for our department, our, our area, our region. She pulled me in because she had all these different dots that needed to be connected, and she did, could not figure out how to connect them. So she pulls me in, and she's like, Kira, I need your help. Like She was like, you're a beast at the project management, so please come help me. Me thinking to myself, I am. <laughs> so I go downstairs. She tells me what she needs. And I just, I'm like, okay, so in order to get this, we need to map out these steps. In order for this to happen, we need this to happen. And I end up coming up with a whole workflow before the end of the day. Write it on the board, take a picture. I go set it up. And then I get on the call with all the stakeholders the next day. And I'm like, all right. So this, it, is, it was so crazy because it's to me, it came so naturally. Like there was right. no issue. And to explain it came easily. And that was the first time I'd ever been in one of those meetings. And like, I'm speaking to the, you know, the directors and stuff. And I'm like, this is what I need from you guys to ensure that this all goes smoothly. So we can have a successful event. And they, everybody followed my thing and it worked so well. Oh, that's amazing. And I was just, that was amazing for one that my manager saw that in me. And for two, that I was able to, because I, I'm like, I do that in my sleep. Like, I love solving puzzles and stuff. Like, that's, that's just a big puzzle. That's it. That's it. But that's, I, I, I hate this. I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but that, that's when you okay. said that, no. I was like, that's, yeah, that's me. But what was you, you said, but Jamel? I can, I, can, I can attest to being that person. I can attest to being your manager. Watching you work, it, I, can, I can see that. Like, with him, it's watching him put the plan together. Come to me and to the crew and be like, this is what we're going to do if anybody. And he'll he'll leave the floor over. He'll say, hey, this is what I see. He said, but if you guys, you know, see something different, or think we ought to do something different. I'm all for it. And uh, most of the time I'll be like, shit, bro, I see that shit. Because when my thing is, I don't necessarily put it together the way he might. But when he bring it back and he lay it out to me and I see it, that's it, bro. You can go sit in the truck now. Go on, send the truck. That's how you know it's a good plan. Yeah, your job is done. I got this. And then I'm the I'm the people person on the crew. Like, you know, there's a challenge. It's a challenge for him sometimes to to deal with certain people. You know, that come on and off the job because there's a lot of switching parts. Because linemen, they'll drag up on your ass. You know, they'll leave a job in the middle of a wire pool, which is fucked up. But we've had that done to us, and you have to adjust on the fly. So he's not the best, the best when it comes to dealing with people. But I'm that's like my wheelhouse. I can I can deal with the most difficult person and 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 get them to see things the way we see it. And they might not want to, but once we get in that air, this is the way this shit gonna go down. 
And if you don't like it, you don't get the fuck on down the road. But kick rocks, we don't like to don't be that way. We, we like to have a good time on the crew. But all that to say, you know, I talked to him about, you know, the opportunity, the business manager and all that. And I just, you know, it was just in my best interest to continue doing what I'm doing as a lineman and not um, a safety specialist. Maybe in another five or six years, I can reapply. Hey, yeah. Well, thank you for that, uh, Benjamin Correspondent. You stay safe out there in Evansville. Yeah. Back to you (laughs) in the studio. (laughs) Back to me in the studio. Yeah, no, that was that was really it was just really cool to see you kind of maneuvering in that space, because like like I said, it felt kind of like I was the parent in the situation. Mm -hmm. Like we you had called me. We talked about your resume. You had called me. We talked about the salary. You know, the because you were not feeling it at first. You was like, Man, that, that ain't, I make way more than that. And I'm like, Daddy, you got to pull it back. <laughs> like, you know, you get to travel, you get paid holidays. Like, sometimes a pay cut is okay. It's not like you hurt for, you know, that salary. And so it was just really cool to see you navigate that space. And that, that was one thing that kind of, it made me feel, it was a weird feeling. When you called me to tell me that you wasn't probably going to take the job, it's just kind of how you sounded. Like you sound like a kid in trouble. He's like, I hey. did. I felt like a kid. I'm like, dang, she done help me with this. Now I'm gonna call and he tell said, her. Hey, I'm not <laughs> I'm not taking a job. I'm like, oh, okay. Like especially after you broke it down, because I I saw salary cut, PTO. I'm like, okay, there's a benefits, but I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing the dissection of the long-term health benefits and the 401k stuff. So when you said that. You know, I'm thinking, I always think long-term. So when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, do you do? Like, that's awesome. Whatever you decide, I'm with you. I'm hey, 100% with you. The way I approach life, I've, the the process was, it was fun to go through. Like, the interview and talking to them, the, the back and forth with the negotiation, it was a little nerve-wracking, but it was fun to do. I just feel like Tough it's- conversations. I feel like I feel like it's preparing me for something bigger and better down the line. So- Mm-hmm. Hey, the Maybe universe. We might, we might have we might have a contract coming up for the podcast. You might need to negotiate for. Hey, I got I guess a little been a little birdie in my ear that's been giving me some confidence lately, and she tells me that she said you you fit to be a CEO of some somewhere of a business, not just a worker, and you know that does something for a guy's ego for his self esteem when you have others pouring into you like that. Cause I, hey, well, you, you know, you and then always been a CEO get that. Before. I have, uh, but yeah, man, it's just some exciting stuff going on. That like everything in my life right now, pretty much has been has been pretty exciting. That that process was cool. Doing this podcast, we kind of talked about it earlier. I look forward to recording this thing. And I was watching the last episode earlier today, and it's funny that you, I'm watching something, laughing. I was cracking up. At that episode, like I was, it was like this is crazy. Like me and my daughter are having a good time doing something like, that we, we, we enjoy. Funny. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if we funny, but we sure enough be laughing at each other. Hey, I was having a talk with Brittany today. I said I make content for myself. If you happen to like it, you could come on. But if you don't. Don't let the dough hit you with a good Lord split you because I'm a laugh. Because I be I listen to the podcast on my drive to work. I was cracking up. I was like, 
man, we are funny. Like, this is, it is not like corny funny. I mean, of course it is corny funny because me, but it's like, this isn't cringe funny. Like, this is, and sit, my coworker Sydney, she sit next to me. She like tapped me on the shoulder. She was like, I'm listening right now. (laughs) And so she was pausing to like laugh. And I'm like, I'm like, that's so cool to see. Yeah. Other people, like I've been, I got a text message from a, I got a text. I don't like. I, was, I t- talked to you earlier about it. I I got a text message from an eight one five number today, and I was thinking to myself, I don't know. I don't. That number don't even. That area code didn't even look familiar. But come to find out, it was a oh, it was somebody I went to college with. Went to UT. Shout out to UT Martin. Went to UT Martin with, and she had watched the episode, and she was like. Man, she said, I love what, what you and your daughter are doing. She's like, uh, your energy reminds her of her oldest daughter. And then she shouted me out for talking about the class 93 and how we are like the best class to ever graduate from anything. Like, just, you know, just good class stuff. Class of 2020 would like a word, but I'm going to let yeah, you Yeah, we can that. have a word after the fact, but facts is facts. We only speak facts on this show. I told you we like the beehive. We'll come for you, man. Don't get us stirred right. up. Let me let me shut up. Get a back up. Let's shout out to ninety three. Shout out to ninety three. Catch me off this podcast. I'm play some. No, I mean that's that's look that's great to transition because we have. We, you know, we asked for some reviews. We asked for people to let us know how they're feeling about the podcast, and we definitely have some uh some responses that you gonna, I would love. You gonna to read share. a couple of them? Yeah. Do you have any that you want to read off? No, because this one you. came to my phone. The the ones. So, like, we talked about this kind of off screen, but it's one thing to make something that your family enjoys or that you and the person you're creating with it with enjoys Uh it's another thing for people that you do not know or do not communicate with you're not you don't expect them to even interact with your content right for them to come tell you how great your content is and i was like that's what success feels like with this podcast like i was like we can we can post stuff all day all the family can react but the real the real oh my god we did it moment when you see those names that you don't recognize like in the likes or in the comments you just be like who the hell is that like i'm like who is this right who is this or like or somebody you went to school with that you don't really talk to you like man you've been watching that's so cool like right because tanya the girl from the girl from chicago the 815 number she was from chicago i ain't talked to tanya in years like shout out to tanya hey tanya Hey, she, she, I mean, hit me out the blue. Like, I, I, I hadn't talked to her in quite some time, and she was like, she just enjoyed it. Like, and then I, as a friend from California that that did a, uh, I think she commented on on YouTube or something or on Instagram. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the one I raised you yesterday. Yeah, so I mean, hey, man, it's 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 a pretty amazing. Man, look, so I got this one pulled up. This one just is this was a highlight to my day too. It's from Libby. Uh, do you know who that when I sent you a screenshot, do you know who Libby is? Miss <clears throat> Miller, Katie Miller? That's her sister. Oh, okay. I didn't know she had a sister. Okay. Yeah, she Fine. got a sister. I didn't know that. So she said, 
You and Your Dad's podcast has become something I look forward to listening to. I've yet to listen to an episode where I haven't stopped and been given a thought that applies to my life. I love it. It's like sitting around the kitchen table listening to family talk about life. And when it's over, you have that fuzzy feeling. It's like Sunday dinner when all the food is over and you're just sitting around hanging out. That was, I was like, that's cool. That's spot on. Like, right. that's literally what my notes say. Is like we just sitting at the table chatting. Like this is this is what our phone calls be like. So it's, I was like, it's so cool to. to I was literally just, I had to double take because it was really early in the morning, which means that she was like waiting for the podcast to drop and right. for her to text me that. I mean, to send me that. I was like, oh my gosh. That is awesome. Yeah. I was like, well, look, we we finna record another one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just and then we have um we have an actual one from the podcast. We have a new review. Still didn't get a chance to find out who that last review was. Um, but we do have a review. Sorry, y'all gotta pull up the all right. So we have a review from K13ML that says a podcast everyone needed. Five stars, by the way. This podcast is what everyone needed. The vulnerability between a father and child, especially a daughter, shared in this podcast is what is needed. This podcast will navigate a lot of people towards healing and be an example for other parent and child relationships. Hey, that's a wonderful thing. Man, it's, I get butterflies because I'm like, we really was just like, hey man, we should start a podcast, and here we are, we and doing getting it. good feedback on it. Getting hey, feedback, we are in the arena. We are daring greatly. Hey, and that uh, I, that promo clip I posted that um, you talking about daring greatly, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not super viral, but like on Facebook, it's viral. Like people are commenting, like, oh my god, I just ordered this book based off what you said. And I'm forgetting that I even posted the reel on Facebook. I'm like, who is this? Kind of, why is people following me? Yeah. And it's because of the reel. That, view, that reel has almost like 2,000 views, which oh, to wow. me is freaking huge. Hey. And I'm just like, wow. But it's, a, it's that's amazing. A, that's, a, that's an amazing book. Like, I mean, that book has so much good information in it. I mean, I know we talked about it before, but it's it's it just a... It's a it's a good book for anybody can pick that book book up and and learn some valuable stuff. I love the part. <clears throat> one of the parts she said, like she she does a lot of things. <clears throat> excuse me, as far as uh, like talks, she did a TED talk before, and she said, you know, if you're not in the arena, she's not interested in in what you think about her work. She said, but if you are in the arena, meaning the arena of life, if you're out there trying to move, if you're out there doing something, then she she can take what you have. Your crit- like if you got a critique about what she's doing, she will might entertain what you're saying. But if you're just like posting an anonymous uh, uh, review or a critique of her work, then she she don't, I don't have no time for that. She I don't, I'm on, I only want to deal with people who are in the arena. Who are making things happen? Who are putting themselves out there, trying to trying yeah. to move in this thing called life? I thought that was right. pretty cool. Yeah, and that, it's like the people who are giving me the feedback want to give me feedback so that I can be better. 
and not so they could feel like they sunned me or like, right. oh, I really put, her, I really, uh, you know, uh, I checked her, brought her down. Yeah. yeah, I really brought her back to reality. It's like, what? Get a life. Get go find you some business and stay out of mine. <laughs> I got another. I got another review. Okay. <laughs> you can. Uh, this is the one you mentioned uh, from the YouTube video uh, from Lisa. It says, watching the dad-daughter bond between you two is refreshing. It reminds me of my daughter and her late dad's relationship, something I'll appreciate forever. She still honors him even in passing. I hope you both continue this platform for the world to witness. BJ, the respect and love you have for your daughter as a young woman. And Kiera, the respect you have for everything you've learned and cherish from your dad. Blessings to you both. Oh, that's cool. That, was, that one was a cool one because I'm like, it's just reaffirming. I won't go into, you know, another soapbox, but it's just, it's super reaffirming. Y'all hear us out there. Don't be scared to engage us. We we love it. Even if it's something challenging. If it's a tough conversation, let's have it. We encourage it. It'll make you better as a person. Make us better too. Iron sharpens iron. Let's get it. Yes, indeed. Did you have any that you wanted to read off? No, um, I paraphrased that one from uh from from Miss Forrest. All right. Well, uh wait, okay. Yeah, so that's the end of this episode, guys. Is it the what? end? Did we didn't do a is black it? history uh moment? It's still February. It is, it is indeed. Oh. Uh oh. uh uh look at you uh oh let's wait 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 because let's backtrack because i did not realize in the last episode that i dropped a black history fact on you before you know we even started talking about it when i was talking about the loud love the I, was loud like, love. I was like whoa that was i should have caught that but i was so in the moment talking about it that was that huge I, I mean that was big especially for all the greek people the people who are in greek organizations I'm sure they were like, right. oh, that's dope as hell. Like, you know, that's cool. If they didn't already know. When I found out, I was like, huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> what's your what's your black history fact? I feel so, like I had one. It ain't necessarily. Oh, you, it's just you an event. Talk about them. Yeah. It's just what happened after the last. How about them chiefs? Yeah, the, the last episode up to now, like the Super Bowl, you know, it was like the first time in history that two black quarterbacks faced off in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And just speaking, that was amazing for just history itself. But when that game, the game itself, Man, the, I, I've been watching football game, for a long time. And that might that probably was the best Super Bowl game that I've ever seen because that Listen, was an awesome game. As someone, first of all, as someone who just started kind of like actually taking football serious and learning about it and trying to actually understand it, for one, it was really cool to see the two black quarterbacks because you know in history, like most quarterbacks are not black, and most people who get that quarterback opportunity are like white kids, and so. For one, that was really cool to see. And for two, now I've watched a lot of Super Bowl games because I like to see the commercials. The and commercials I like to eat. suck this Super Bowl. They somebody needed. Uh-huh, 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 yeah, uh-huh. they suck. I had a few. I had like two favorites though. Um, but that game, 
that was a game that I did not want to leave my seat for. Right. Like I had to pee Patrick. at one point, and I was like, "Ooh, I hope they, I hope they call a timeout soon because I gotta go pee." And it's like just when you thought. You know, the Chiefs would mess up a play, and you'd be like, dang, they're going to game. And then the Eagles would do something, you're like, oh, wait, no, it's not, it's not the end. And then Pat Mahomes, his ankle was messed hey. up, and then he did his thing. That man is. Patrick Mahomes, boy. Patrick And Jalen Hurts did a great job, too. Oh, yeah. he, I don't, he I do not want to take one of away the, from what he did. He had one of the highest quarterback ratings of a, of a yeah, of all time, like, his game was if he that fumble, it was the only blemish to his his performance. And Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if if when he mess, when they messed up his ankle and went to have they gave time, him some the tranquilizer. If they went there, gave that man some more go go juice <laughs> or what? I don't know. My nephew Ray, shout out to Ray. Ray said it was scripted. He said, "Oh, this ain't." He said, "That's scripted." <laughs> I said. I don't know. I said, if it is, that man need an Oscar. <laughs> he did the damn thing. He came out there and it was, a, that was just an amazing game. I used to last year, let's see, up until March of last year and then the whole 2021, uh, the contract that I worked for was based out of Kansas City. And my uh, my boss at the time, no, it was uh, Black, and Mac, Black and McDonald. Black and Mac, what we call them, my, and my boss. Black and Mac. Yeah, Black and Mac. Nice. Uh, they was a good contractor to work for, uh, but he was a huge Chiefs fan. So I texted him after they won. I was like, how about them Chiefs? He was like, hell yeah. Hey, man, CJ was salty because, like I said, start understanding football. And the Chief, what I really like about the Chiefs, like, you know, people be like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan or whatever, which I don't care. But – what I really like is that they it that team helped me understand football because when they play, they play. And like they were doing stuff where I would ask CJ, like, okay, so they gonna run this route, right? Because he moved here, he moved here. Like they did so much that I was able to grasp the concept of football. And I literally have been rooting for them since preseason, basically. Yeah. I've been like, you know, I really like watching the Chiefs play. And They're so fun to watch. Everybody, you know, everybody was like, Did we, and we said, nope, that nobody said the Chiefs was going to the Super Bowl. I was like, I said it. I, I should have bet money on it because I said it. Back, it's, back it's, it's funny you say started. that. It's funny you say that because, you know, traditionally, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't like to say that out loud. because it's a, It's a love-hate relationship that a lot of people don't understand. Like, I can't stand With any them. team. I'm I sure cannot, your son-in-law understand. I cannot stand them, but that's my team. I, sure I don't CJ like the understands. owner. I don't like the coach. I don't like the quarterback. But yet, that's my team. You don't What's like that? Doing? Hell no. He's man. No, I don't. He's not that guy. Like he's a good quarterback. You're not that guy. But he's not that guy that's gonna put the team on his back on a bum ankle and lead them to a Super Bowl victory. He's just he not, not that guy. He's a good. He's a good, he he's a good quarterback, home. but he's not that guy. He's not a. But um, my point is. Traditionally, I'm a Cowboys fan, but my friend, she picked the Chiefs as our team. And lo and behold, they freaking won the damn Super Bowl. And Man, that game was so good. Like, I could go watch that game again and oh, yeah. be happy. Oh, it yeah. was high scoring. It was 
it was close. Yeah. I love seeing Travis and and his brother Jason play. Yeah, that was cool too. That, that was, was cool. so awesome, especially because I've been watching their podcast and you can really see how much they love each other, especially because Jason's the big brother. And so you could just, just see how much Travis looks up to Jason. And he's like, you know, if you wouldn't have started playing football, I wouldn't have played football. Mm. And so he was like, just to be able to share that moment with you, even though he's, you know, he's on offense, Jason. So he's not getting the recognition that a lot of players get because he's just, you yeah, know, he he's just down there. He but was alarming. Every freaking play. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. They they hike the ball and they they dive. <laughs> yeah, when they do it in the quarterback sneak. Yeah, bro. Every freaking play, that man was sacrificing his spine. He went head first. I was like, ooh, I hope he don't hurt himself. But it was so <laughs> cool. He, him doing that was allowing Jalen Hurts to get a lot done. And it was just like, and then when he scored that one touchdown a few games ago, it was just so funny. He was like. Yes. <laughs> you know, I love seeing non-problematic white men be happy. They just be making my day when they mind their hey, own business and they just. That's funny you say that because, I mean, we can go off. I could go off on another tangent on that alone because a lot of the guys that I work with are like that. Like, they just some country boys. They just want to, they just, they having fun out here doing this job, playing in the mud and just, I mean, you should see some of them. I, I work with two of them, the Bosaw brothers. Kyler and Grant. I'm telling you, these boys cut from a different cloth, but they are fun to work around and be around. They crack me up and they just, they just enjoying it, enjoying life and just <clears throat> good hearted people. Just amazing. That's another thing about this job. I'm, I am went off somewhere else. Hey, you it's meet, all good. You meet people who, Come who are just people. Yeah. different walks of life but when you start working with them and you they look at you and you look at them and you know that hey man today my life is in your hands just like yours is in mine and it's an unspoken thing and I've made many of friendships out here as a lineman with my buddy Jason Hall Bam shout out to Bam Bam shout out Bam <clears throat> Bam Bam, Bam. Uh, Bam been Austin around Austin, I Austin, 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 better, Austin better watch yourself because he be on Facebook. He, he be getting me. I'm like, Ooh, Austin, you better hope I don't ever see you in person because I got the worst. For you. Nah, he cool. He cool, but I, I he, he, he opens people, you up for it's discussion. A, it's a different, a different viewpoint. Like he's a, he's he's engaged me on Facebook, but he's also when I see him, it's all love. It's like he said, man, I never, he never, I, I never thought about it. From that, from your perspective, I've never had to. And that's and you're having them that tough I, conversations. That's something that I appreciate about a lot of my uh, friendships and, and associations with people of, you know, that don't look like me. Like it's I try not to get too wrapped up in the color thing because we all at the end of the day, we all want the same things for our families. We just want to take care of our families, make sure that they got what they need to survive and to give them the best life possible. That's it. You know. And it's some assholes out there on both sides of the color spectrum, on all Absolutely. sides of the color spectrum. Absolutely. But I think that's a more of a rarity than it is of the norm. But you know, but based, I don't you know, know based where on I was like going, I just media, based on like what the media highlights, it's really easy to get sucked into that belief that like all these people there. are bad, and that's well, we gonna have to do another. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write I'm gonna write that down for another episode. Yeah, because we, so man. We're going to have to ooh. talk about that. Shoot. You need to open a whole nother sack of, of, <laughs> of ideas. 
I know, right? That's why I love this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you have a outside of that Black History fact? You have new one? No, I was just I just wanted to touch on that one. Or Black History moment. I mean, we can do, if you want, we can do a whole episode on Black history, little known Black History facts. I just have to do some research. We're going to pin that, put a pin in shock, it for next year. We might shock some cocks with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you saying this a lot of people things. don't. What don't, are I got that, one. that one, that one courtesy of Pud Jones. I love when he, when he say that. Shout out to Pud Jones. <laughs> shock some cocks. <laughs> I'm going to say that and get sent to HR. I got to watch myself. I can Shocks say it at work because you, I can say yeah, it Yeah, you can job, say it. Y'all ain't got no HR might department. might get your cock shocked at my job, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Another one more Black History uh, moment before we wrap up. Viola Davis. Mm, woman King. came. And EGOT. EGOT. She got her Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. She is up there with, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Ruby Goldberg. Mm. Um, it's not many black women who have EGOTs, but she just got hers during February. I love history being made during Black History Month. Hey, um, that's an amazing woman. Ain't she? She is amazing. Except what she did in that Michelle Obama movie. She need to, she need to be whoop for that but other than that i ain't seen i might have to watch you don't want to see it she do this face she (laughs) she's michelle obama so she does this oh it's 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 ugly it's 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 ugly it's not a michelle obama face she did it Mm. but it's okay because she got her egot so what i say don't matter because she (laughs) but yeah shout out to viola davis love everything you do except for that movie Um, and Michael, that, uh, Michael Jordan yeah. had a birthday the other day. I think he turned sixty years old. His birthday really? is in February, if I'm not mistaken. I no, you don't know your man's birthday. Uh, you know, since I don't, he that's my guy. But I don't know. February seventeenth, he did yeah. turn sixty. Sixty Ooh, years old. Oh, you going? Oh. You you excited for sixty? Who me? Hell, I gotta get the 51st. Why are you trying to put me to 60? I'm the best. Mari would say, Daddy, you knocking on 50s dope. <laughs> I am, but I ain't quite there yet. Man, if that girl remind me that I'm finna be 30 one more <laughs> time, that I'm gonna turn 30 soon, I'm gonna travel to Illinois and hit her upside her head. She, she getting ready to start driving. I mean, she's Watch driving out, now because she got a learner's permit. Yeah, if you are in Southern Illinois, please. Hey, my baby be can drive now. She can drive. I mean, she hey, drove, she comes from a family of early drivers. She drove herself home when I took her back when we went back to Murphy the other day. She drove down. She drove from Ellen to Murphy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go she, ahead, Mike. She, she be doing it. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need that license before we get in the car together. Oh yeah, we definitely. She says she want a, a Kia uh, Stinger. I said, shit, you better get a you job. you know how much Kia Stingers cost? <laughs> Do you know how much Kia? That's the Mercedes of the Kia line. Hey, I told her I'm going to go she find You better a, get a Chevy Cruze. Uh, I told her I'm going to go find a Chevy S10 extended cab pickup 1995 model. For, <laughs> I ain't going to do my baby. 
She gonna have something. I ain't gonna sit and say it's gonna be a stinger, but she gonna have something. She gonna have something that she will cherish and love, just like I did, Ruby. Ruby, for, shout what, out to Ruby. Seven years till she till till she gave up on. Well, she ain't give up. She I didn't give up, give on, up on you. She you was just acting put up. Out, you put out the rest. Yeah, gave she it to somebody served else. Her time though, she served she her did. time. From the she time was, I got my license up until twenty three. Yep. Yeah, she was. Shout out to Ruby. It was a good call. Okay, so that's the we just talking now. <laughs> so that wraps up this third episode of the Daddy Daughter Dishes podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, you know what we're asking for. Go ahead and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen and enjoy this podcast. At if you are watching on video. Hello. Like this video. Let us know in the comments that you, you know, you made it to the end and you liked the episode. Or maybe you didn't like the episode. Let us know something. Talk to us. We talk back. That's right. We talk back. And so, you know, back to the reviews. If you do leave a review, like if you hit the five stars, leave a typed review too so we can read it on the show. Or you can email us, daddydaughterdishes at gmail.com and email us whatever you want to say. Get in the mailbag and we will read your email at the end of an episode so you'll get a cool shout out um so whether you want to honor someone that you have a cool relationship with or share a story maybe you and your dad or you and your daughter or you and your son or you know you and your mom have experience that you think will fit this wide scope of what we cover in this podcast we would be happy to read that and experience that with you so daddy that being said, you know what I have for you? You got a dad joke. I do. I'm ready. I do have a dad joke. All right. So how much does a roof cost? How much does a roof cost? Nothing. It's on the house. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, that was, was a good decent. one. That was a good one. That was decent. <laughs>